Welcome to another episode of The Family from the Heart, a podcast that is devoted to giving you a behind-the-scenes look into the lives of the Ravenscraft family, a family that has given up on the ordinary to pursue the lives for which they were created. Now, here are your hosts, Cliff and Stephanie. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back. Stephanie, how are you? I'm very well. How are you? I have never been better. It gets better every minute of the day. <laughs> you need a new tagline. Uh, you're, do you, how many times are you going to tell me this? I don't need a new tagline. A new My one. tagline is awesome. I love it. Hey, Stephanie and I just recorded the episode that you're about ready to hear. It all started as a live stream. We're going to be sharing with you what it's like because Stephanie and I have just entered a new phase of life. What phase is that, Stephanie? Emptiness. Emptiness. If you've ever wondered what life would be like for Cliff and Stephanie Ravenscraft after their kids have flown the coop, this podcast episode and this conversation you're about ready to hear right now is for you. Today, we're going to be talking about living life beyond the empty nest. Stephanie and I are in the process of redefining life and business for our our partnership, our relationship, because we have entered this stage where we have a rather large space under this roof, and it's just the two of us and our pup, Leo. Anyway, mm-hmm. Stephanie, let me ask you, um, are you excited to talk about what life is like now that we've entered into this, the early stages of the empty nest? I really am. Awesome. I Yes. Cool. Well, here's what here's what I intend. The benefits. What's so funny? I can hear you in my AirPods, but I can also hear you underneath me and ah. because my office is on top of yours. Should I whisper? Should I just talk like this? Is this better for you? So much better. <laughs> I'll just do this for the rest of the stream. So hi. No, it, it's, it's just. It's just funny that I can hear I can hear you in both places. Yeah. Go ahead. Maybe we should have had you put your big headphones on and it would have isolated some of that. Uh, they were kind of choking me because of the way I have my desk arranged. Gotcha. <laughs> I was going to choke myself. Gotcha. All right. So today um, we're going to talk about what happens when the kids have flown the coop and it's just the two of us again. Uh, we're going to talk about how we redefine our daily routines how our relationship has been shifted or changed, and what about our business ventures? How has things changed in the business? And we're also going to speak about what new dreams we are chasing together in this new act of life. So if that sounds of interest to you, that is our outline for our agenda today. And we worked with ChatGPT to come up with an outline of questions, just topics for us to discuss, because Stephanie loves, she hates it when we come to a, a piece of content, when we get it behind the microphone, and we just improvise. She's like, listen, I need to know exactly what we're going to say. I, matter of fact, I would prefer a script, but if you want to just get an outline, at least give me that. Wow. Yeah, that's not me. <laughs> that might be one of us, but it's not me. I, I definitely don't prefer an outline or a script anymore. Although there was a day back in the oh, day. Do you remember those 25 page printed out double sided scripts for the Lost podcast? Yes. 
Yes, I do. Those are the good old days. <laughs> I never quite understood why you asked me to podcast with you if you were going to literally, I mean, really, it was just you. It just, was not just me. It was just your thoughts. Oh, because you were reading my thoughts. Is that what you, you were scripting? <laughs> yes. Okay. Th- maybe it was just me. I love it. All right. Hey, if, by the way, if anybody's watching live, I am keeping an eye on comments. So if you're watching on Facebook, LinkedIn, or YouTube, feel free to pop in a comment. And depending on what you share, we may pop it up onto the screen and respond to it. So the first topic that ChatGPT came up with for me (laughs) is when did the kids move out? So start with that. Stephanie? To start with that. So Megan's been out for a while. She went to college in 2018 and aside from the six months that uh, quarantine forced her to be home. Um, and then a, a small six week period of time last December, she has been out of the house for, for years. And um, we took McKenna to college in August of this year and middle August. And then 10 days later, Matthew moved out. And so we're just in this new, you know, it's been three months Mm -hmm. where, you know, we're just kind of stumbling around, feeling around, (laughs) making new routines and um, experiencing the quiet. So uh, one of the things that, is suggested in our outline here is to dive into our feelings and thoughts during the time when like right after they moved out. I know for me, I was in Denver, Colorado when Matthew moved out. So McKenna was already off to school. We had dropped her off and then I went out of town and Matthew was scheduled to move into his apartment right as I was in Denver, Colorado. And then, of course, I came back home from Denver, Colorado, and I was sick for several weeks. I mean, I was down with something. But anyway, um, talk about, Stephanie, what was your thoughts? What were your feelings as the kids were moving out in those first few days and first few weeks? And then I'll share mine. Okay. I think that a lot of my, I mean... I I really believe that a, a lot of how I I handled them moving out emotionally was all about my preparation for them to move out mentally and emotionally. So I have always taken the stance that I was raising adults, not children. So my end game, my my goal was always for them to leave. That that was always the plan and and for me, it was it was a completion of a job well done. Um, Matthew moving into an apartment showed that we gave him enough time to, you know, be financially stable, to know how to pay bills, to know, you know, we didn't we didn't throw him out, we didn't rush him out. We we gave him time. He moved out like two weeks before he turned twenty two. I'm, the, the girls moved out to go to college, so that's different. Um, Megan calls it, what did she call it? Like, basically like intram-adulting. 
like she gets like this this cheat phase into adulting because she went to college first and but but so for me it was I was always in every stage of parenting that I have been in have been raising adults not children and when you are working with that mindset you know that that's that's the purpose that that is that's what you're working toward so for me it really was the completion of something that i i believe i did well and in those first in those first few weeks i guess especially with you being out of town um i did i did feel some loneliness because with you out of town and both kids gone, I was the only one in the house and that was weird. <laughs> but at the same time, I also have a relationship with my kids where um, they call all the time. I talk to Megan every day. I talk to Matthew. Uh, wait a second. Don't go too far. Into that, 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 we're getting oh, to that next. Am I skipping ahead? You're skipping oh, ahead. So, well, okay. So yeah, we're, we're going to. There gonna, was some loneliness. Which but change? other than that, I didn't emotionally. Not, yeah. Okay, so the emotions is there was a little bit of loneliness. A lot of that probably had to do with the fact that I was out of town is what I'm hearing and you were in an empty house all by yourself. Um, and then, and, and what I'm really hearing is you feel like, man, mission accomplished. And it was, that was a an overriding theme for you and how you're perceiving the fact that they've moved out. Is that accurate? It, it really was. It really was. One of my favorite, um, you know, with McKenna in her last year of school, you know, when she was um, in her senior year of high school and um, just experiencing lasts for the last time, um, because I felt that with Megan and I felt that with Matthew, but knowing that, you know, these high school milestones, these last were really the last time I was going to experience them with my children. Um, I, I, I was very, um, present and, and thoughtful and, and, and mindful of, of what was going on, but I celebrated the last time I had to pack that child lunch. <laughs> let me tell you one of the most tedious jobs of parenting my children through this um school phase was packing their lunch and when it was all three of them that was a nightmare because nobody wanted to have the same thing and nobody and my kids did not buy school lunch they refused we watched a jamie oliver special they were in elementary school so i mean we're going on you know 15 or more years now and it just they're like absolutely not we will not eat that food ever again <laughs> and they didn't and i blame you for that because you were the one who brought jamie oliver into our house yeah. i, I missed by the way I, I really miss beef and scallions i wonder if you'd be willing to make that for me one day i will, I will i'll try all right uh, i think i still have the recipe in the in the closet but um or in the cabinet but that, I mean, that, that was, that was an exciting moment for me. I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't have to pack lunch. I don't have to ask her, what do you want for lunch this week? 
because she always had a bad attitude. She didn't have a bad attitude, but she's like, Ugh, I don't know. And there are, th- and her lunch packing was very picky because there were things that she would normally eat, but she didn't want to eat packed for lunch because it gets warm or it gets soggy. And like, it was, I celebrated that. Like there, there were really stages that as it was ending and as it was coming to a close that, that I'm like, oh my gosh, thank goodness I don't have to do this anymore. And that was one of them. I like it. So for me, my feelings during the time when it was approaching them moving out and then moving out and then coming home. For me, it was weird because, you know, there there was still people in the house when I left for Denver and I came home and they're gone. It's it's just me. It's Stephanie. Um, I, I will say that uh, there was all, uh, you and I both had the same mindset that ever since we had little kids, uh, we were thinking, you know, hey. We are raising responsible young adults who are going to contribute to the world in an incredibly powerful way. That's that's always been our mission. And I also celebrate and have that mission accomplished feeling when I think about it. And I was I was I, there was for me that proud dad moment. It's like, wow, I'm thrilled that my children felt confident to go out and strike it out on their own. And I have great confidence that they will succeed. Uh, not not that, you know, we're not there to help if something happens along the way, but certainly um, I, I have a really high level of confidence that they're going to make it on their own, much in the same way that I did, you know, and, and right. I, I'm, I'm really excited to see how things play out for them. So there's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of celebration. Uh, was there any kind of like, oh man, I, I will say like you, when you talk about, it's like celebrating that last lunch there have been so we live in our home where stephanie is in her office right now and in front of her office is the kitchen all right so she's she can look out of her her office and then there it opens up to the entire kitchen area now stephanie is literally right above me i mean she's right there and bang on the floor yeah and in front of me (laughs) is my what we call the next level studio, which is the same footprint of the kitchen. So the kitchen is right above my studio, is right above my office space. Uh, well, Stephanie's office is right above my office, but still. Um, and I have a couch where I sit in the morning and I do meditation and stuff like that. And what I celebrate, just like Stephanie celebrated, this is the last time that I have to make this this lunch. Um, I remember before I left for Colorado, I was sitting down here. I was on my couch, which is right underneath the kitchen in my office studio space. And I'm meditating. And then all of a sudden, Matthew, who is working at Amazon Air, so he works at the airport and helps load planes and drives these cars with all the packages to put onto the plane and stuff like that. So he works for Amazon Air, and one of the things that's required is he must wear super heavy-duty, very heavy, steel-toed boots. And we have hardwood floors. And And he has a very heavy footfall. And he has that. That is putting it mildly. <laughs> he what has the fee five fo fum. <laughs> I smell. The, it is the jolly green giant upstairs. Boom, boom, boom. And I and I just remember it's like, 
Oh my gosh. And so I came home and, you know, I, I just remember the very first few mornings coming down here. And next thing I know, it's like, it's really quiet in this house. <laughs> and there's only there's only a handful of occasions when Stephanie is getting all dressed up to go do something and she wears one of those pair of shoes that has those hard heels on it that goes <laughs> it it I don't it's a terrible sound effect but anyway, I one of the things that's changed is <laughs> is just I celebrate the silence. It is so quiet and and I'm an early morning person. Always have been. So uh, Stephanie's not an early morning person, which I celebrate because that means I have several hours of complete silence. And it's like just, oh, this is gold. And when the when the kids were here, it was getting up early in the morning, getting ready for school, fixing their breakfast, and Matthew getting up early to head out to work and fixing his lunch and, and stuff like that in the kitchen. And so... Um, for me, what's really changed, I, I, it sounds crazy. I, I, we probably sound like cold-hearted parents, like, oh, my gosh, I I would be an emotional wreck. It's like we, we're, there's a lot of celebration going on over here, I think, is what we're trying to get at. And Well, I think that, that again, it goes back to the preparation. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we were prepared emotionally. I think that if you go into it without any kind of – of of thought or or preparing you are an emotional wreck yeah well here's what i would love to discuss next what has changed since they've moved out here's what chat gpt says discuss the specific changes in your daily life relationships and your routines talk about the positive shifts and the challenges uh providing a balanced view so let's talk about our daily life first daily life and routines what has changed for you in your daily life and in your routine? Not much has changed in my daily life. Okay. The biggest change is that I'm not getting what I would call McKenna's daily download. When she would come home from work and she would sit down and we'd get um, a 30 to an hour 30 minute to an hour dump of everything that happened during the day, her, uh, her celebrations, her annoyances, her, her grudges. <laughs> like we would get um, all of the info from, from her day. And then we would go up to bed and we would be reading. And when she was ready to come in, she would come in and say good night. And it's, that's the biggest change in my day is not having, is not having that time. As far as my routine, I'm, I'm resetting my routine. I I'm starting, from, I'm starting from scratch because I took the whole, um, you know, McKenna's senior year. She didn't go to the high school. She went to Northern Kentucky university and she only did that two days a week. And then the other three days she went to work and she started waking herself up, you know, she started setting in her, her alarm and she started, and I took that. I'm like, I'm done. I, I'm, I'm sorry. Dog is scratching my sweater. Um, I, I took that and I, I ran with, I started sleeping in. I started, you know, just doing whatever I wanted whenever I want. I I've been 
I, I've checked out <laughs> almost in my routine when these things started started ending. I was like, I'm free. I can do what I want. And, and I did those. So now I'm resetting a routine. I'm starting from scratch with how I want my days to go and what I want them to look like. I like that. It's amazing how I perceive your situation so much differently. And it has a lot to do with what has changed in my daily life is that I feel like I get a lot more Stephanie time. And the reason why I feel that way is because prior to McKenna going off to college, it was like, I'm down here in the office and here comes the pup. And I'm like, "What's where are you going? Oh, I'm heading out to go help McKenna find sheets for her dorm. And so that's an after. So I go up to lunch and where's my, where's Stephanie? Well, she's out with McKenna. Um, and then another day, it's like, hey, where are you going? Oh, we're going out to see if we can find frames to put on McKenna's dorm thing. You know, and there, so there was a ton. I mean, I would say at least three to five days a week, you and McKenna were out, at, you know, once she graduated uh, high school and leading up to her before she went, we dropped her off at college, three to five days a week seems to be in my mind, you were doing afternoon trips with McKenna to go shop for different various things. That probably not from the time she graduated because she waited until the last minute. So, okay. so what happened probably like the last four weeks before we took her, you're, you're stretching out through the whole summer, Yeah, but that, that's okay because you have the gift of exaggeration. Fair enough. I, it's either exaggeration or it's just the presence of the recency of, of that yeah. experience stands out in my mind. So, um, which is, by the way, it was no problem. But what what's amazing is, is that what has changed is like, wow, I walk upstairs and pretty much most of the time Stephanie's here and and talking about how you know is it impacting our relationship I'm noticing that we have more times and opportunities to either have lunch here together or to go out to lunch together uh, there's a, I, I just feel like there's just a lot more opportunity that you and I have had where being the only two people in the house and given the fact that you know, you're not out doing tons of things, you know, th like that. It's, it's, I've, I've just noticed that you've been here more. And yeah, so that's something that I've noticed. And how it's changed my daily life is the fact that, I, again, my morning routine is absolutely pristinely silent and quiet uh, with some occasional things that have you know, just one thing popped up just recently, and and I'll talk about that when we get into what has it been like seeing your kids since they've moved out. And, uh, but I will just I will just say that I I enjoy my daily routine. The big you know the McKenna daily download, and it wasn't just McKenna, but Matthew also had a habit of after his coming home from work, he would come into our bedroom and say say hi to the dog and pet the you know Leo and everything but he'd also sit down and want to you know just say hey how's things going and and he would talk a little bit about his day so for me one of the things that was sometimes a struggle was the fact that I had to convince myself to not get frustrated and upset and I didn't always succeed at this 
But McKenna would come in. We would go upstairs. It's time for us to go to bed. And then McKenna would come in. And that's somewhere between 10 minutes to as much as 20, 30 minutes. And then uh, later, Matthew would come in. And that's usually three to five minutes. but and, and sometimes as long as 10 minutes. And me, I like to get up at five o'clock in the morning. And we're getting ready to do daylight saving time or whatever that thing's called. And and I'm probably going to start getting up at four o'clock in the morning instead. So for me, I like to go to bed early. And and I like to not only just go to bed, I'd like to actually get some sleep. <laughs> and so, you know, there's all these, there's all this conversation happening and all this other stuff. And I, and I just remember laying in bed. And it's like, listen, in a couple of months, these two are going to be moved out of the house and I'm absolutely certain that one day I will look back and I will wish that, you know, I had these opportunities and these moments. And I succeeded uh, more during those final few weeks that they were here. Um, but yeah, that, so so that that is a major change. It's, it's so weird to know that when Stephanie and I go up and we go to bed, that if I want to, and I do this occasionally... I can lay down, have my head hit the pillow. I will be absolutely out like five minutes into laying down and I am off to dreamland and I'm not woken up. So that is a major change. Um, but yeah, the, 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 and the other big thing is that um, when Stephanie and I are watching television at night, we don't have the, you know, McKenna coming in after work. We don't have Matthew coming in during, you know, when he's not working, coming down to get a snack in between gaming. So there's not as, we actually can make it through an entire episode of a television show <laughs> most of the time. Although, again, when we get into the next, what's your experience with seeing the kids since they moved out? We'll talk about FaceTime calls from certain children, but, uh, or a certain child. Not in a negative way. I, I, I don't mean it, but there's one that contacts us more than others and she knows who she is. <laughs> so, but anyway, it, it all, what I'm saying is what I'm actually really in, enjoying about the change is how much more time I get with you. Because for me, that, I mean... You know, it, it's not that I was starved for your attention before. I mean, you were always there whenever I would ask for it. But what I love is that you're there so many more times, uh, even when it, it's just like a happy surprise that I come upstairs. It's like, oh, what are you doing? And you're just reading or you're outlining something in your planner, trying to make a list of something you want to do the next day or you're looking at something like Stephanie's looking at houses and finding that next perfect dream home for this next stage. I think I got it. Yeah, I know you do. I think I got it. (laughs) So anyway, uh, let's so what do you think? How's it? How's it in your mind? Do you think it's had any impact in our relationship from your perspective? I mean, I see the things that you're you're talking about, but I saw those things before. So, because I, I've since I since McKenna started driving, I have always been in the house more. 
This is true. And for me, this, by the way, it's just the reasons because it's not just the few weeks leading up to McKenna going out to her dorm, but re- uh, th- throw in there, but, interspersed, the trips to Ikea and the trips to Target I, for oh, Matthew shopping yeah. for his apartment as well. No, I, I get it. I made no, you know, it, it's made no secret that I made myself available for my kids while they were here. And it's funny. I was having my hair done yesterday and Megan called and, and I, I told my stylist, I said, she knows that I'm here. She helped me make the appointment. And, um, I said, she's, she's, she'll be 24 this month. I don't need to answer every time she calls anymore, you know, because when she went to college, I answered every time she calls, you know, when McKenna calls, I answer every time she calls. Um, but, uh, but I don't, so it, I, I've made myself available to them always. Yeah. And, 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 and so with- I understand, I understand what you're saying, but, um, I'm wondering if maybe when I wasn't here overshadowed when I was here, like, you know how your brain can focus on. Yeah. It's the, it's the recency of of, what you're missing and not what you have. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I get your perspective. And by the way, I just want to say this just for the record is I fully supported you having this devotion to always being available and present to our children as a priority above other things that are going on and stuff like that. Not necessarily that you put our kids before our marriage. That that because that I don't think that's no. ever happened. But as far as your your what it comes to where you're putting your time, your effort, and energy. If your kids, if if our kids uh, needed anything, yeah, they're you, not just mine. I know. <laughs> Sometimes I have to remind myself. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's hilarious. So <laughs> what? Nothing. Okay. So, well, where is I going with that? So, what I noticed is, I, what I want to say is that I, I've always supported your commitment. Like before, you thought about your own business pursuits or anything like this. It's like, listen, I want my my priority is to be there for my kids while my kids are here. When I have these opportunities, I want to do as much as I can. I want to create have as many experiences with my kids, and and so I fully supported that. And that's and it's, but what I what I'm feeling now is that you have certainly I've witnessed that you are prioritizing some of your own wants <clears throat> your own wants and desires personally and professionally and we'll get into the professionally side in just a moment but I'm also recognizing that 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 you seem to be have more time and more interest in doing things with me throughout the week not just watching a show during the evening or reading a book together or whatever. It's, I'm noticing that I'm getting a lot more time throughout that week that that wasn't available in the bandwidth g- given the circumstances before. Okay. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I just disagree. I, I think that you have, uh, like, it makes more sense that you're getting more time, in my air quotes, because there's no one here to compete with that or, or, you know, not compete, but to take any other time slots. Although this week has been so busy. I've been out of the house every day this week. And why is that? Except Monday, except, except Monday. Um, you had a dentist appointment. I had, so uh, Tuesday, 
Matthew had car trouble, but we're not there yet. Um, Wednesday, Megan and I went to pick up her wedding dress. Again, helped Matthew with his car trouble, had lunch with him, and then helped Megan pick up her wedding dress. I had a massage, but that was here, so I had to get back here for that. I had a dentist appointment. I'm getting laser hair removal, so I had that appointment, um, which is something I'm doing for myself because my kids are gone. <laughs> so, exactly. Um, and yesterday I had a hair appointment. So like I, I last week I did, I don't think I left at all. And this week I've been gone all, all week. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about this. So what has been our experience with seeing our kids since they've moved out there? Let, talk about that from your perspective. I see Megan once a week. Minimum. <laughs> Let me stress minimum. Um, she even, I woke up this morning with a text that she sent me um, overnight for, and it, it literally, it says Sunday plans, question mark. And it's for a movie that we wanted, we wanted to see um, uh, My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3, but we didn't go to the theater. It's now streaming. She says, you want to watch this on Sunday? Because Megan comes over every Sunday was Monday for a while, but now that wedding season is over, it will be back to Sundays. And so we're going to watch that on su- Sunday when she comes over. So I see why, Megan, did, why um, does wedding season have anything to do with anything? Recognizing that uh, not everybody, knows not everybody stuff. knows that Megan's a wedding planner. <laughs> so every, so her from April to October, the end of October, her schedule has been Tuesday through Saturday and um, Sunday, Monday were her off days. But now that she won't be working Saturdays for events, she will be Monday through Friday until April when wedding season starts again. And so she comes over every, every Sunday Um, we see her and, and Maggie and, and Maggie that's Megan and Jacob's dog and um, Leo heard you say her name. You see him sitting up now because yep. he's sneaking notice. Like, Where's Maggie? But um, you know, where is she? <laughs> but and then Matthew calls every week. Only my children only no my oldest two children only call me on Facetime. Megan is getting better about calling on the phone when she. Because now that she lives in Florence, her service is not as as great, and um, so it can it can you can get a better phone call than you can a FaceTime. But they only call on FaceTime, and I, so I talk to Matthew at least once a week. I talk to Megan almost every day because her and Jacob work opposite schedules right now. Not completely opposite but opposite enough that she has a couple of hours where she is alone and needs somebody to to talk to mckenna we don't talk to as much because she's at school well we don't see her as much because she is at school she's about three hours away and she told me a couple weeks ago that she doesn't call as much because it makes her miss home more 
And so I, I, that's okay. I respect that. We text almost daily. It, it's not, it's not every day, but there are some, some weeks where it is every day. But so I'm, I'm literally, I'm in daily conversation with my children in one way or another. Yeah. I was texting with Matthew while I was getting ready this morning. He said, guess what I did yesterday? I said, what'd you do yesterday? He went to the gym. He told me what he did. He told me what he's going to do when he goes back today. Like I'm in daily conversation with all three of my children. That's awesome. So for me, I see Megan when she comes over on a weekly basis and she occasionally will FaceTime me as well. And that's cool. So there's that. Matthew, he doesn't text me as often, uh, but he was coming over. So he was coming over on a weekly basis. He introduced Stephanie and I to a television show on Netflix called One Piece, which is a live action version of an anime that he absolutely loves. And it was a fantasy world kind of television show, and it was high production value. And we, Stephanie and I, watched that show with him on a weekly basis, and we actually enjoyed it. More than that, I enjoyed the fact that Matthew was coming over every week. It was kind of nice to have him stop by and, and, and spend that time with us. The final time that he came over for that show, his girlfriend, Bella, came over, and we watched like four episodes back to fa- back. I really enjoyed that as well, although I kind of wish that we would have only watched two episodes and then maybe had them come back the next week and watch two more episodes yeah. uh, because I, re- I, I really enjoyed that. And if anything, I'm thinking, you know, it would be kind of nice to see if maybe there's another show that Matthew would be interested in coming over and watching with us and making that because I really enjoyed that. Not necessarily that I would want him to feel obligated to want that as well, but if he did, I... I really enjoy that. I really do enjoy Megan coming over and visiting. I do enjoy Matthew coming, stopping in when he does stop in. And that's fun. Um, And McKenna has been home to visit three times since she's been at college. The first was a spring break, I think, was it? No, the first was like two weeks after we, because we dropped her off in the middle of August with the, with the words, you're not allowed to come home until Labor Day. Okay. And that's, and that's three weeks, but two weeks later, she's like, mom, I'm actually coming home this weekend. Cause I have concert tickets. She had concert tickets. So that's she what had it was. Concert tickets in Cincinnati. So she came home two weeks after we took her and then she came home the next weekend for labor day. There we go. And then I think she's been home two other times. Oh, two other times. Also, well, don't, she was just here for the bridal shower, but she was here for less than 24 hours. Okay. So I, I, I almost forgot about that. Yeah. So, so there are three times in my mind where she's been here for like a couple of days, like she's sleeping overnight for a couple of times and and stuff like that nature. But you're right. She did come home from the bridal shower. It was, a you know, she came in, she went to the bridal shower. I think she spent the night and was out the next morning. Is that right? The next afternoon. Yeah. She was here literally like 22 hours. That's yeah. And, um, and some of those she was sleeping, but we did go to dinner with her on Friday night when she got in. We went to that um, the spirit Halloween sort because McKenna likes Halloween and she doesn't get that from me, so I'm not sure where she where she picked that up from. But we had a very good we had a very good night, the yeah. three of us. Just um, and she really needed it. she was had that was a rough week for her. She was really missing it and really missing home and and. I got several texts that week that she just needed mom time. I think you got several texts that week that she was really missing you. 
and just wanted to be here. And so I sent her a text message. I said, Hey, how about when you get in on Friday, we have dinner, just me, you and dad. And her response was, OMG, I would love that. Yeah. And so that's, so that's what we did. And we had, and it was an excellent time. We got um, updated on, you know, on what's going on with her, on what's going on with some of her friends and, and the activities and the groups that she has joined since she's been down there. I am so glad, like she went, her core best friends went with her. And so you have this, this core group of girls who have been friends for years, who all went to college together, but while they've stayed the core group of four, they are still, they're meeting other people. They're joining groups. They're like, she and her best friend, Sean have, um, joined a D and D club. <laughs> like I never would have guessed that of McKenna and Sean Kaylee, but, but they have. And, which by um, the way is Dungeons so, so, and Dragons for anybody that doesn't know. Yes. So, um, maybe you and it, I should anyway, look that, into that joining a D and D club or hosting a D and D club. I don't like, know. We could do it virtually. Maybe. But uh, I've never, I've never, I, the most I know about Dungeons and Dragons was when I was a kid, there was a kid in my neighborhood who had Dungeons and Dragons and I saw the cards and a board and, and all this stuff and he was trying to explain. I'm like, yeah, that just does not sound interesting to me at all. So well, and I think that it's completely different now. Yeah. And like, and then the then of course whatever exposure I've watched every single episode of Big Bang so whatever my, everything I think about Dungeons and Dragons is practically from the Big Bang Theory. Nice. All right. Anyway, so so yeah, and my now my experience with that is that um, I I love the fact that our kids have had the desire to come and visit i'm enjoying those visits when they happen i i love those opportunities and you know i i one of the things that i am prioritizing is when our kids are home and available it's a lot easier for me to prioritize that and make the most of it to be fully present and in a way i'm having kind of a better relationship with each of my children and multiple of them together when they come and visit together it, it's a better relationship now because I felt like before there are so many opportunities which ones of these do I prioritize to be here and be fully present and all this other stuff blah 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 versus let me go down and work on some projects that I'm working on down in my office or do my own thing now it's like when these opportunities are arising, I tend to find myself fairly consistently saying, you know, let me get that on my calendar. Let me make sure to be there and let me make sure that I don't have any distractions. I'd like to be fully present during this. And I'm in, I'm enjoying it. it, it it's it, it's the, the, the reduction in the opportunity has made it easier for me to prioritize a, a more consistent level of opportunities that I participate in. Did that make sense? I think so. Okay. I think it did. What I'm saying is I, it, it, I'm really enjoying maximizing the opportunities that exist now. And, 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 it, and it feels good. It feels good. I, I, think, 
I think we have such an incredibly powerful relationship with our kids, and I and I think overall I love the fact that they desire to come and visit. I love the fact that they reach out. So let's talk real quickly. One of the things that I th- I think you could probably hear from our stories of what we shared so far is that our kids don't only call us when they have a problem, but when they do have a problem, guess who they call? Do you let's let, eat? Let's start with each of our three children and go in birth order. So Stephanie, tell the stories uh, in your mind of somebody calling because they got an issue. I just in birth order. I don't. So starting with Megan, what what are so some starting times with Megan? Um, the, I'm telling you the one that stands out in my mind the most is the first week that she was at college and she called and something had spilled in the carpet and she didn't know how to get it out. And it was not her carpet. It was her roommate's carpet. And she was, and I was ready to like get in the car and go fix the problem for her. But that wasn't what either of us needed. She needed to learn how to fix it on her own. And so we walked her through, well, you know, I walked her through that and, and I mean, that, that, that was a huge learning experience for me was that while yes, I'm able to show up every time they have a problem, I don't have to, but on the other end of that, and this is one thing that I love about this safe space that we've created, we have welcomed our oldest two children's significant others into our family as if they're our own. I treat them no differently. Um, I love them no differently. And so two weeks ago, last week, I guess it was, it was last Friday. um, I'm sitting at my desk. Um, I know that I want to record a podcast, but I kind of got a headache. So I'm, I've taken some, something for my headache and I'm just kind of sitting here. I don't want to leave my desk because I know if I leave my desk, I won't think about the podcast again. So I'm just sitting here and I'm working on a, a word find and trying to use my brain without too much pain going on up here. And, um, Megan's fiance, Jacob calls. And I, so I'm like, hey, what's up? He's like, what are you doing right now? <laughs> so I tell him straight up, got a headache, sitting at my desk doing a word fine, trying to work up the nerve to do, or not the word, not the nerve, but the the want to, to, to record this podcast that I've got. And he says that he's broken down, his car broke down and tells me where he's at and can I come help him? And absolutely. So I to, you know, give me a few minutes to get Leo to Cliff and Leo is our pup for those who don't know, um, you know, to get Leo to Cliff and, and get out of the house. I'll, I'll be there, you know, soon. And that meant that almost meant more to me than my kids calling when they need help, you know? Yeah. Um, now, I mean, his parents don't live here, so I know that like that wasn't an option for him to call, but but it still meant a great deal to me that he that he called me. So I went over, picked him up, we went and got a new battery, came back, put it in the car. It's not the battery because the car's still not started. It ended up being the starter. And through some some phone calls and some troubleshooting, one of my brothers helped him 
change the starter. But on Friday, I spent like seven hours hanging out with Jacob on Friday and it was, it was a good day. I had fun. Yes. He was stressed and yes, he, we were dealing with this problem and that was what was stressing him out. But I'm like, look, Jacob, this could have happened. This couldn't have happened at a more convenient time. You don't have to be at work. You've already left your, your work meeting. Like he was at the grocery. He had got up, gone to work, gone to a meeting and left the meeting and went to the grocery and it was after he was finished grocery shopping that the issue started. And, um, you know, you don't have anywhere to be. It's your day off. We have plenty of time to take care of it. And at the end of the day, when it wasn't taken care of, I said, it's still the most convenient time because you don't have to be at work tomorrow. There's no, you know, huge time crunch that we're working with. We got time to do it. And, And I had a great day with Jacob. I had a great day with Jacob. And then this week, Matthew had a problem with his car. He had a flat tire. He called you in the morning. You took him to work. I picked him up from work, called AAA. It was a huge thing. I ended up spending all evening with Matthew. I think I got home right around 11 p.m. And I picked him up from work at six. So we spent hours together on Tuesday evening, we had dinner, we talked, we (laughs) sat in the car and laughed and I wouldn't trade those times for anything. I really wouldn't. And then last night, McKenna is texting me that, you know, her, she saw a gnat in her room. Like yesterday, she killed it. She saw one today, she killed it, and then she saw another one right behind it. Apparently, the whole floor has a gnat problem, like the the whole dorm floor has a problem. And she's asking me how to do it is, are they going to be breeding in her room? Is she going to have an infestation of gnat? You need to understand McKenna is like terrified of bugs. Like they just, she cannot handle the thought of bugs. And that was one of her biggest hangups about being in a dorm was she understands that these buildings are old. They're going to, you know, and so we're, you know, and I, I, I think I said, McKenna, I have absolutely no knowledge of the breeding or life cycle of gnats. <laughs> I cannot help you at all. <laughs> but if you read that apple cider vinegar will help, give it a try. And so, you know, I am just... I have the ability with the life that I have created to be available when needed. And, and I love that. Yeah. And I love that I have the relationship that supports that. So two stories I want to share is that, well, Megan has in a number of times called me and said, dad, I need your help. I need to figure out this. And, and so there, whether it's, how do I apply for health insurance or, uh, you know, just different technical things. Um, or sometimes she just needs some advice on how to handle a situation, such as when she was she was applying for the job that she has right now. I'll never forget the time when um, she's like, Dad, I'm really concerned. I, I've, I've applied for this job. I went in for this interview. I really thought I nailed it. As far as I'm concerned, I'm absolutely convinced I was going to get the job, but it's been a week and I haven't heard anything. And she had FaceTimed me and I was just leaving the gym, I think. 
Uh, or no, I was just leaving Costco. I said, I said, do you want to, did I ask her if she wanted to go to the gym with me and then go eat or did I? I, I think it might've been because I wasn't that you were, you were out. I, I'm pretty already. sure I asked her if she wanted to go to the gym with me and cause she lives, you know, in Florence and that's where I was. And she said, sure, I'll go to the gym with you. And so we went to the gym and we, I think we talked while we were working out together. And then I said, Hey, do you want to go grab something to eat? And we went to Chipotle and we sat there for probably two or three hours and I introduced her to ChatGPT and I said, let me show you how we can make ChatGPT your person or your professional job search coach, career coach or whatever. And we got, put in all sorts and it gave her advice. She goes, oh, that's so good. That confirms that I did some of the right things. I already did that. And then I said, well, here's the next step. And, and she did that. And I think it was the next day she goes, oh, my gosh, dad, you're not going to believe it. I got the job. And I'm like, of course I believe it. And I think it's awesome. Congratulations. So I just love that. So that's an experience with her. Matthew uh, reaches out every now and then for some advice about work-related things, career change ideas and thoughts and stuff of that nature, uh, technology you know, related to internet services and stuff. And just recently, I was here this morning, you know, I was talking about how much I love my quiet mornings and I get my daily routine and it's like, ah, and I get a FaceTime from Matthew and he's like, dad, I need some help. I I just drove all the way, like I, dr- I drove from my apartment to UDF to put air in my tire and I didn't realize it, but the tire was flat the entire time and I've totally ruined my tire. What do I do in this scenario? And I said, well, first and foremost, are you late for work? He says, no. I said, do you need a ride to work? And he says, yes. And I said, well, I'll tell you what, I'm on my way to come get you. So that was that, that was the end of our our chat there. And so I, I just drove straight up to Burlington and or the area there in Oak Brook area. And I picked him up and I said, let's move your car over here and we'll deal with your car after work because right now I think the important thing is that you go to work so you can pay for whatever tire you're going to have to. <laughs> so I said, let's hop in the car. I'll give you a ride for work and either mom or I will probably come pick you up and we'll, we can deal with this later. Don't, don't worry about this. This is not a big deal. It, it, it's going to be, it's going to get fixed probably by the end of the day. Sure. Certainly by the end of the day tomorrow. And he didn't have to work the next day. So Anyway, I was so it's it's those kind of things that you know I, I have those opportunities to do, and then there is one story, and I'll just tell this as briefly as I can. But I, unbeknownst to me, McKenna, who typically struggles with high levels of anxiety and frets about the details of practically anything that could possibly go wrong, and tries to over-control every situation and scenario, and if it's not absolutely within her control, she can get a little freaked out and worked up. But unbeknownst to me, she makes the decision, I want to go to a Hosier concert in Nashville, Tennessee, and I want to go by myself because I last time I went to a concert with friends, they were a total buzzkill, and I don't want a buzzkill. So I'm going to this concert, I'm going to it by myself, I'm buying my own ticket, and I'm blah, blah, blah. So unbeknownst to me, my, what is, she, is she 18 still? She's 18. <laughs> yep. Yes. So my 18-year-old daughter who has high levels of anxiety, she decides to drive by herself from Bowling Green down to downtown Nashville 
all by herself. And then she's called, and, and by the way, she's like uh, called, a, actually she called me, hey dad, I really need you to help me. This is like a couple of days before this concert. Dad, I need you to help me. I'm I'm doing research on finding a parking garage, and it's, as far as I'm concerned, I've been told on the internet that I can prepay for parking at a garage, and I want to do this so that I know exactly that I have parking. I'm trying to control every possible thing that could go wrong. I'm looking up every detail about this. Can you help me? And, and it's like, this parking garage says that it's close. Can you help me confirm that it's close? And can you confirm that this isn't some sort of fraud and that I'm not just having some website take my money? And so I'm like, I've never heard of prepaying for parking at a garage. You just go and you look for parking and you pull in. But no, not McKenna. You, you, you do research ahead of time. So she 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 finds her parking garage. I, I said, well, I've never heard of this before, but I did some research. I found Reddit, and it sounds like there's a lot of people who have complained about this in New York City, this particular service in New York City. There's people who have complained in Los Angeles, but... There's tons and tons of reviews of people who really swear by this service and and they use it all the time and it and it, so it, it does appear to be a real service. I think that if you purchase this, I think when you get there, it should work. Um, and and I didn't want to tell her, but I and I didn't tell her that occasionally sometimes you'll prepay and there's a little thing that says like I prepaid for this, but the parking garage was full. And they did, and they don't necessarily reserve you a spot. So in that case, you have to ask for a refund, and you will get it. Did not tell her that because I just assumed everything. That information she would need to know. This is the, the, you are in a, on a need to know information basis here. So I, I knew for a fact it wouldn't be a problem that that scenario. So I said, I said to her, I said, yeah, I think this is great. And so she went and purchased her thing. So now, did she call you? Or did she call me for help when she was she called in? Called me da- first. Okay, so she's driving. She called to, me first. She's driving to downtown Nashville, and which I'm absolutely like I'm pr- super proud of the fact that she's made it through downtown Nashville. So this is she's never driven to downtown Nashville by herself, and there's lots of exchanges of multiple lane changes and all this other stuff. Anyway. Uh, Okay, so by the way, my mom is watching, and she says McKenna needs t- fruit fly traps. They will they work well. So even if they're gnats, that's the question. So my my mom is there. Um, so hi mom, and uh, the hi. question is, does fruit fly traps work for gnats? All right, and we'll see if she responds. Anyway. So she's driving down to Nashville. She gets down there. She calls Stephanie. She goes, I can't find this parking garage. Uh. And and she says they are gnats. Oh, I didn't know that fruit flies are considered gnats. <laughs> anyway, me neither. Cool. Well, then make it. It sounds like McKenna's on the right track for trying the apple cider vinegar. Okay. So anyway, so she's down there. She can't find it, and you're like, I don't know how to help you find this. I don't know. And so I'm like, I come into the conversation into the room, and I'm like, Hey, I what's going on here? And McKenna is this before or after she hung up on me the first time? <laughs> That's you, you <laughs> because I, Stephanie I said, has I a ten. How- my my perception, and you tell me if you agree with this. You have the tendency to sometimes get triggered by McKenna's high levels of anxiety. Is that accurate? 
It's yes, I can say that that is probably an accurate generalization. But what happens is that McKenna cannot hear you when she gets into those states. So no matter what I say, she cannot process that new information. Right. Which triggers my helplessness. Helplessness. I'm four and a half hours away. I can do nothing. In my, in, in, in like, it triggers my helplessness okay. when I cannot offer new information into her processing because she is so stuck in that panic and that anxiety that she is just swirling her negativity on constant loop. Yeah. Well, so, and, yes, and so you say I get triggered. So I, I don't know when I came in, but maybe she's hung up on you once or whatever, but I, I come in and so I take over the call and I'm, so I'm, I'm, I have her on your phone and I have my phone and I'm pulling her up on find mine. So I see, I can see where she's at in Nashville. And I ask her if she can tell me, you know, what, what the address is. And she tells me the address and I'm like, okay, let me find that. And I'm going to steer her to that address. The only thing is, is the address that they put on this receipt or whatever was not the address of the garage. So first, I'm navigating her through traffic, and she's like, I'm trying not to hit this person who just walked out in front of me. This car's backing up. What do I do? And she's, and she's, she's in a bit of a panic, and she is, um, you know, concerned about everything. And I'm like, listen, everything's fine. You know, you're, you're going to be fine. You're, you got plenty of time to park. She goes, no, Dad, I, I think I might as well just go home. Go back to Bowling Green. And I'm like, you don't need to do that. You're you're literally, I mean, you're less than like 1,500 feet away from the venue. You're like, you're one block. You could walk there. If you, it, so She goes, but I said, can't you just park in another parking garage? No, I already prepaid for my parking. So we try to, I, I put in the address. And so I, she goes, okay, I'm, I'm, and and she and now I can see on find my uh, on the map she is at the address that I've punched in she is there and she goes there's no parking garage here so then I go and research and she's driving around and and she's it's like she's even more and more upset and uh, I find the actual real address and it's on the corner of this and the corner of that but she passes it all right. And and so she passes the garage that was her garage. And at this point, she's even more and more upset. And I said, is there any other parking garage? She, and, and I could see there's a parking garage. It's like, you should see a parking garage right where you're at. Pull into that. And so she pulls into it. And, and I said, park here. And she goes, no, Dad, I already paid for parking. I don't have any more money for parking. And at that point, I figured this is probably not a good idea to bring up the fact that if you're ever going out of town, you might want to have extra money in your your possession so that you could... I, this is not the time for a teaching moment. So I, I'm withholding all of this you know, information. And I'm like, okay, so I understand that. I said, I'll tell you what, I have money. I will pay for your parking. And so 
Um, there, there's got to be some way that I can uh, pay via paying app. And she goes, there's a QR code. And I'm like, this is perfect. This is not a problem. I'm going to give you my credit card information. So she, she finds a spot. She tries to scan this QR code. She has no internet connection inside of the parking garage. She's got a phone connection to me, but no internet. So she can't take a picture and open up a website. And this upsets her. And I didn't think of it at first, but she's like, you know, I can't, I, I, there's just nothing I can do. And so she pulls out and it, she's, you're, you're missing the fact that she was locked in the garage because you couldn't I was get, gonna get out there. of the garage that the door is locked and yeah. she couldn't get out of the garage. Yeah. And so she couldn't get out of the garage to get internet connection, but even still, she still needed to, to, to do this QR code. Well, she's, she tries to back out. She's going to either go try to find her other parking garage or at, at this point, I think she's ready. She, she has a little bit of an outburst. She's backing out. She scrapes a, a, a good sized uh, scrape into the front of her car on a metal post uh, to match a, a, a similar style thing on the back of her car. I'm back. Which is fine. It's like, this, this is not a big deal. And, you know, that's what this car was for. This, it's your first car, and, and that's what happens. So, anyway, she gets very upset with me. And finally, <coughs> excuse me, she hangs up on me. She goes, this is it. I'm just going back to Bell and Green. And, and she was crying. And I'm like, well, okay. I tried to call her back and she declined my call. And I'm like, okay, well, she's heading back to Bowling Green. And as far as I'm concerned, I'm like, okay, is there anything I could do to change this? The answer is no. If she goes back to Bowling Green, it's, it's regrettable that she's spent hundreds of dollars on a concert ticket and has gone all this way. She's literally one block from this, and there's got to be a solution for parking. It is definitely no big deal, but she's not willing to hear me, and it is, you know, that, that those are her decisions, so I'm, I, it is what it is, and so I, I'm just like, you know, I'll just track and make sure she gets home safely. That's, that's the only concern at that point. About five minutes later, she calls me back. She says, okay, I've, I'm breathing again. I'm back in the parking garage. And I said, which parking garage? The same one I was in before. I said, okay, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go up to the QR code and I want you to look underneath it and tell me, is there a URL, like a website address? And she said, yes. And I'm great. I said, tell me the URL. I pull it up and I'm able to download the parking app on my phone. And so I download that. And thankfully, it's able to do this in in a in a very convenient way. It's like you talk about divine providence. So I'm opening up the app and be and and I tell it what garage she's in, and I and it asks what's her license plate. I said, tell me your license plate number, and I put that in, and like boom, it's like okay, great. How long do you want? It's like you're logged in, everything's fine. Go ahead and exit to this door, and and she's like, Dad, I can't get out. You have to have the app to buzz it. And thankfully, you don't have to be on site to buzz it. So I said, which door are you in? Door A or door B? She goes, it's door B. I said, boom, I press a little button in my app. And she goes, I said, try opening it out. She goes, oh my gosh, it opened. And I, I said, great. I said, go to your concert, have fun. Which way do I turn? Turn right, look, go across the street. You're right there. You're literally across the street from the concert. And she, she's like, ah, oh, this is amazing. Thank you. And and she goes to the concert, and I said, "Listen, you're you won't be able to get back into the garage without me pressing this button on this app. So you're gonna have to reach out to me." 
And I want to reach read this to you. This is, um, let's see here. It'll take me just a second. Where, okay. Thank you so much for, okay. Thank you so much for helping me figure this out. I'm sorry I get so worked up. I know I'm not easy. I know it's not easy to deal with. I said, I love you and I hope you are enjoying your concert. When you're when you're done, call me when you're walking back to the garage. And I, I said, I know how to unlock the door from the app. Okay. And so she did. She called me when it was done. I beeped her in and she got into the car and she was able to drive home. And she texted me when she got back at school and I saw that and I went to bed. So the next morning I said, I saw this last night after you sent it to me, but I figured I'd reply this morning. I'm very proud of you. While it, let's see, while if I would have been asked for my opinion about you going to this concert all by yourself, more so driving into the big city for a concert all by yourself, I would have probably discouraged the idea. However, you are not dumb because that's something she was, I'm so dumb. And, you know, I said, you're not dumb and you didn't do anything wrong last night. In fact, it was one of the single most bravest actions you've ever taken in your life. We all may make mistakes and worry about things needlessly We when we do something so far out of our comfort zone, but you did amazing. You stopped yourself from leaving that parking garage. You called me back, and I put in parentheses, resourcefulness, and you overcame that voice in your head that was telling you lies about the situation. You are amazing, and I'm, and I'm proud of you. You learned so many valuable lessons last night. I love you so much. I'm so freaking proud of you. And then I said, you freaking rock. Only I didn't say freaking. Anyway, <laughs> she says, I love you, dad. And that means a lot. I really appreciate it. You freaking rock. And you're the reason I actually got to see that concert last night. And I'm very thankful for you. And then I said, no. And then I put in all capitals. You are the reason. And then it's regular caps. Um you are the reason that you actually got to see that concert last night. You made it happen by having the dream to do so in the first place. You are the one who paid for the ticket. You are the one who overcame your anxiety about going into a city alone. You are the one who made a plan to make it happen. Not all plans work out perfectly. You are the one who called for assistance. You are the one who got through all of that anxiety and chose not to drive back to Bowling Green after hanging up on me. You are the reason you got to actually see that concert last night. And I simply helped you when you asked for help. There are so many powerful life lessons that you can learn from last night, which is why I'm so proud of you. But you are very welcome for the help. I love you. Anyway, so, and also one other little thing about McKenna in this, you know, the experiences with your kids since they've since they've left the house is McKenna came and said, "Hey, what do you got? Do you have plans for Saturday or Sunday?" And I said, "No. Why? You want to go to Renaissance Festival?" And I'm like, "Yes." She goes, "I'm totally okay if the answer is no, but are you cool if Sean Kaylee goes with us?" And I'm like, "I'm totally fine with that." And so uh, one of the three times, or I guess the technically four times that McKenna's been back, one of them was to come home to go to the Renaissance Festival with me. How how cool is that? So I think it's incredible. Anyway, those are our stories. This is the opening and the beginning of our empty nest phase. And um, yeah, anything you want to add to any of that story? To... The McKenna and the, the Nashville story. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> no. Um, wow. I think there's a helicopter just went by. Helicopter? Yeah. yeah, it was a helicopter. Yeah, one well, that way. Um, no, I, I. You, you handled it beautifully. I did not. And that's okay. It, 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 um, you handle so many and, things beautifully that I don't handle. <laughs> well, well, I was, because in in my not handling it, okay, you got mad at me as well. Or I can't say you were mad at me, but you reacted. I, I did and, have a moment of frustration when. And that's fine. And then And then I am sitting here like, one thing that we don't publicly talk about a lot is that McKenna is on the spectrum at the, the autism spectrum. And I'm sitting here going like, I have been dealing with this for years and now you come in as autistic parent extraordinaire and get mad at me because I don't handle it right. And I'm like, you just don't even have the right to do that, but you do. And that's fine. So it was, it was that night you handled it beautifully, but let's not forget the 32nd hug. And you know, you didn't handle that beautifully and I did and that's okay. I we can't okay. both win all the time. I, I I'm you know, like we can't both win all the time. I, I no, I totally get that. I totally get that. And we don't have time to go into the thirty second hug, but I, I still see the thirty second But we should sometime. <laughs> the thirty second hug. I still consider that one of my proudest parenting moments. Because I because I I don't know why. <laughs> The thirty second hug was amazing. Uh, no, the thirty second we, hug. We we have to actually go into can, it now. So t- it so, now can it, offer us comedic <laughs> enjoyment. Well, that's what I'm at saying. The time. So explain the thirty second. So hug. that's why you're taking it. Okay. So um, we we've said McKenna deals with anxiety and and panic attacks, and she is on the spectrum. These are all things that we have been learning and and experiencing and teaching her how to manage and and find things that help her cope and so on when she was in the seventh grade is probably when her anxiety and her panic hit a peak um i think that that had to do with hormones and and um puberty but it was we were at a we were at a peak and it was high and we were all I feel like we for me, I feel like I spent that entire school year walking on eggshells like it really was just anything could set her off and anything would set her off. And so she was I don't even Megan could send us the video and then therefore we would know what date it was, but I don't know where it was in the school year, but she had a lot going on. She had essays, she had tests, she, all of these things that, that were happening. And she was at a very, very high stress level. Mm-hmm. Okay. So thinking back over like where it works in, in the timeline, this is probably right after, um, right after we went to unleash the power within and you're all about breaking patterns and yeah, that's, it was, and, you I, know, was, I was like trying to do a pattern, you were trying interrupt. to break her pattern, right? You were trying to do a pattern interrupt to get her. To- <laughs> it didn't work. 
I, I went the other extreme. So you're trying to interrupt her. I mean, she's in a panic. She is, she's got all of this stuff to do, but her panic is not allowing her to do any of it. And so you come in and you've got this great idea. We're going to get just, let's have a 30 second hug. <laughs> just take a break for, for 30 seconds. We're going to, we're going to have a 30 second hug, which turns into a 90 minute scream fest about how she does not have time for a 30 second hug. It's on video. It is on it. video. It's hilarious now. Probably to everyone but McKenna. Now, I think no, she actually, might find McKenna, it funny now. Ma- I don't McKenna know. talks about it and laughs about it all the time. But it was, and I'm just like, just like leave her be. Just like put her back in the box and close the door and leave her be. She'll calm down on her own. And um, because one of the things that I have learned in parenting McKenna is that um, there's a time to pattern interrupt there's a time to work through it and there's a time to close the door and let her well it, um, deal it, with it herself. Like let her work through it herself. Yeah. Um, there, there are different stages that, that like if you catch her, like if you would have caught her with that 30 second hug, probably 30 minutes prior, probably wouldn't have been a problem. Yeah. It, it wouldn't have been what it is. Although I enjoy what it is. <laughs> Trust me. It would, um, yeah. Well, I just want to say that she was in that same state. When I was attempting to give that 30-second hug, she was in that state in Nashville on the phone while I was Absolutely. talking to her. Absolutely. But we have the maturity and and the years of, of yep. helping her and teaching her um, how to manage and how to cope and how to stop and breathe and, and you know, do those. So... You know, she has those those coping um, mechanisms and maturity now that she didn't have then. Yeah. Because what was she like in seventh grade? What are you like? Eleven, twelve. Yeah. So. So anyway, that is a overview and overview of how our early stages of empty nest are going it's actually going incredibly well i mean i mean i am absolutely blown away by the the ways that we are in connection and communication with our kids and and i we're we're enjoying the fact that they are navigating these transitions in their life in such a, I think, a really healthy way. So, um, yeah, I'm enjoying the time with Stephanie that I, I get. The increased time with her is super nice. In fact, it's 1142. Do we have plans for lunch? I know that after this, you want me to help you do your unboxing video. But do we have plans for lunch? I want to lunch? do an unboxing video. We don't have plans for lunch. Would We're you like going to-, to unbox my, so which doesn't have to have, we can have lunch first. We're going to go to Hobby Lobby and you're going to string my Christmas lights. Oh, yay. I got all sorts of fun things to do today. So do well, you want, do you mean, want to go out to lunch? Or we're going to buy a new Christmas tree. You choose. I'm stringing I, I would lights like to today, go out my to friends. Yes. <laughs> so what, this, has been, this has been Cliff's option since the lights on my pre-lit tree um, have gone out. I can buy a new tree or he can string lights for me. The first year it was an offer. Yeah. I'll string the lights for you. And so now I'm just like, well, you can string my lights or I can buy a new drink. So on our topic, we're on the third. We're on the third year of you stringing my lights. I'm stringing those lights. Uh, We'll be stringing those lights on that tree for many years to come. (laughs) 
anyway. I like the tree though. It is. A, I, I it really, is a good tree. I love That's the tree, and I don't want to have to. I really don't want to have to buy a new one. Yeah. So. so. We were going to talk about how the business aspect of our relationship has changed and stuff like that. We're just going to set that aside. So rather than bringing back, because the idea here today in my mind was there were three different podcasts that this could potentially show up in. One, obviously, this is a family from the heart podcast episode. Uh, Number two, and I'm going to ask you, do you want this to be in your Thriving Mosaic podcast feed since there are many people who are subscribed to your Thriving Mosaic podcast that don't listen to Family from the Heart? Yeah, I could do that. All right. Most definitely. And the other one was our building a life and business together. I was thinking maybe this live stream could be the potential of bringing that show back into active production. So I don't think we've talked enough at all about business at all like at all in this so we're not gonna do that we talked about business at all so with that being said stephanie what we need to do right now is we need to so here this is behind the scenes this is what's going to happen so we're going to wrap up here uh in 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 just a second then after you guys finish like at the end of what you're about ready here like this podcast episode is going to stop but what you don't know is that afterwards, Stephanie and I recorded an intro for Family from the Heart, and then separately, Stephanie recorded an intro for um, Thriving Mosaic. So whichever feed you're listening to, what you heard at the beginning was recorded after what you're about ready to hear as we close. Did that all make sense? I think it, it made sense to me. It did. All right. No, it great. did. Great. All right. So with that being said, I just want to make a, a couple of announcements. Number one, if you are interested in some personal coaching or professional coaching, both myself and Stephanie are available for one-on-one coaching, whether it be related to your goals in family, whether it be goals related to your profession, your work, your mindset overall. Um, Both of us are available for coaching. All you have to do is email either of us. You can email Stephanie at stephanieravenscraft.com or cliff at cliffravenscraft.com. Either of us that you resonate with that you'd like to have a one-on-one coaching experience with, email us and put coaching in the subject line. If you are full-time self-employed, Stephanie and I host a weekly, actually, I technically host a mastermind group called the Next Level Mastermind, but Stephanie is also in the Next Level Mastermind as well. She is a member within the Next Level Mastermind, so you could meet with us and other self-employed full-time business owners or full-time self-employed business owners on a weekly basis in the Next Level Mastermind. You can learn more information about that at nextlevelmastermind.info, .info, not .com. So links to all of that in the show notes. Stephanie, until next time, tell everybody to... Live your life on purpose. Mindset and Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Thriving Mosaic. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. I just finished doing a live stream with with Cliff talking about um, this stage of life of empty nest and what it's like for us in this first few months. And um, that is what you are getting ready to hear.